welcome to Messy Modern Ministry, a resource where we equip leaders to navigate the ups and downs of ministry in our modern world. My name is Kristen. And I'm Joe. And we are so excited to have you join us today. This is actually part two of our conversation, so be sure to check out part one because we're picking up right where we left off. All right, so we have the church plant, we have the building, we have the volunteer staff. Now we have to staff it with actual staff, people who are on the payroll, going to be there, people to rely on. How do you go about staffing an entire new, a new location, a new campus from an existing one? Yeah, so um, that that had some challenges and still has some challenges uh, to it. And we kind of came up with a model where we have different levels of quote unquote paid staff. And so we realized pretty early on that it was going to be very difficult to be able to pay all of our staff full-time salaries living on Long Island. It's like next to impossible to do. And, uh, and so we, we have different levels of um, staff. And so we have kind of a level of paid volunteers, uh, we would call it, which I don't know if that's an oxymoron, but basically uh, we pay them a weekly stipend for some, some sort of job description getting done. And so we, we have paid sound now. And so we do, that is something that we pay for to have that consistency and level of a certain level of professionalism, but whether it be things with social media, uh, whether it be scheduling uh, some administrative stuff. And so we have a certain level of paid volunteer, and then we have a level of part-time ministry um, and different levels of part-time ministry have different responsibility levels and what's required um, of that. All of our staff is required to be there on Tuesdays because Tuesdays are our big staff meeting day where we get the whole team together. And we feel like if you are paid staff, then you need to be hearing uh, where we're going as a church, what's going on. You need to be a part of that, that big conversation. And so that's kind of been the model that we've used. And so at our campus specifically, I'm, I'm full-time. We have a creative pastor who's full-time and then we got a couple part-timers and, uh, and it's, it's worked out well. And, and those, we didn't start off with that either. That's developed that way over the last five years. It was actually really cool. We try to have interns every summer and we had an intern who ended up, uh, she interned the summer that I was getting ready to launch Patchogue. And uh, by the time we were ready to launch, she was awesome. She's type A. She, she, our skill set really complements each other. And it was a great fit. And we actually offered, we were like, hey, do you want to come on as a paid volunteer? And then that quickly escalated into her becoming part-time staff. And uh, Pastor Allie is our community pastor now. And she's second to none. She's a, she's a killer. And uh, she runs an incredible women's Bible study. And she's just an anointed communicator and pastor. And uh, yeah, she she was actually an intern with us the summer that we, we launched it. So we felt like God really sent her at the right time. And so yeah, we've kind of we've kind of grown into that as we've gone and, and we've been able to, um, as the church has grown, we've obviously been able to do more and see that there was more need and that uh, finances were, were there. So we didn't start with that. We really were just starting with myself, paying someone to do kids church and uh, Pastor Allie coming along and uh, yeah, it's kind of grown into to what it's become. Yeah, I think it, it sounds so simple, but I think for leaders listening, it's important to understand that you don't need a full paid staff right out the gate. Until the job gets done consistently and you find the people that can be in that place as you grow, you give them those part-time and full-time positions. You don't need that overhead of, of salary to weigh you down. So how do you go about your hiring process? Are you 
are you hiring from inside the church or do you do out outside hiring as much as we can we try to hire from within and um we have hired from outside of the church um our most successful hire would have been pastor Allie. and i when i say outside of the church i only mean like she didn't grow up in the church and um she had gotten saved at a actually a hillsong uh service and was attending a young adult group called house church that uh, we had gone for a while and that has worked out incredible um and we've had some that were a swing and a miss but we try as best as we can we try to hire from within and um we really take pride in you know being a family and we really take pride in the relationships uh that we have you know ministry is so hard ministry it, it has a lot of joy it has a lot of amazing things and it can also beat you up pretty bad and so i'm blessed to not only work with some family but to work with some of my best friends and people that i've been in a relationship with outside of the church you know for 20 years and uh, i can't tell you how thankful i am it's fun to go through awesome times in ministry with them but it's even better to go through hard times of ministry with them you know for us um, i was just telling somebody recently i i said you know for me the biggest win whatever the church looks like in 25 30 years it does whatever god does he does but for me, one of the biggest wins would be if we're all still doing ministry together, if, you know, and, and I, I want to always foster uh, an environment where people don't feel like they have to leave the church for the next stepping stone of ministry. I don't want people to feel like, well, if I'm going to grow in ministry, I'm going to have to go find a different position somewhere. You know, our heart as much as we can is always that like, hey, we don't, if God calls you on to, to another place, then that's awesome. And we're going to cheer you on and we're going to bless you as you go. But our, our heart and our hope is that as the church continues to grow and God continues to open doors, that we can continue to elevate from within and people can continue to grow in their, their skill set, their gift set. And um, yeah, so as much as we can, we really try to hire from within and, and, and protect that, that, uh, that family atmosphere. And also just instead of bringing someone in and having to kind of teach them or train them in the DNA of your church, these are people that have gotten saved in our church, people that have grown up in our church. And so we feel like it's, it's, it's been a very natural transition and progression. That's awesome. I feel like um, hiring from within as well is definitely going to help the longevity of people who are on your staff. You know, one, one uh, awesome thing that really helps, you know, as, as we were talking about building a strong volunteer culture that really does help feed into this pool of potential staff um, because you're really able to see people first of all are they're able to see how you work how you communicate as a leader you're able to see how they respond to your leadership and um, how they've bought into the vision of the church when there was no money attached to it and so you know I, I think sometimes if people look around and they're like well we don't have any potential options to hire from within that might be a good indicator that you're not doing volunteering as well as you could be um, and if there's not there's not but um, you know, I think that the, the amazing thing about raising up a, a strong volunteer base is is that it, it can really help feed other needs down the road, paid positions down the road. Ministry is hard, right? Ministry can be hard no matter what, but ministry is really hard if you feel like you don't have people who you feel like are really in your corner. And there's quick turnover in ministry sometimes. And so I do think that, you know, I, I'm sure there's pros and cons, but I do think hiring from within your church it, it keeps your staff there because that's that's their home already. It, it's almost like they have more endurance for ministry. 
Yeah, but like like you said, there are pros and cons. And so, as that being a pro, what are what are some of the cons of hiring from within? Because what happens if you know something happens, you know something goes wrong, and you have to confront that, and you've never confronting somebody who's been your friend for, and you say, you know, your family for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely has a lot of sticky moments. I, 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 um, I definitely will be honest with you in that. You know, the relationships have to be strong enough to really say, like, hey, look the the friendship that we have the relationship that we have or even if it's family our relationship is always going to be there nothing's going to change that but we got to put that to the side for one second we got to talk about what happened we got to talk about you know what what went down and i think that when there's mutual respect there those conversations can be had they're not easy um they're never easy but you know i will say that again some of my closest friends and even some family have gone through some really hard conversations have gone through some heated conversations but I feel like that love and that relationship that was there already has, has sustained us to be able to have those conversations. And that's the only reason why, you know, I think if you are not a person who's willing to confront things, if you're close to someone, then don't hire from within. It's not for you. You know, that has to be understood that like, just because we have a relationship doesn't mean that we're going to shy away from things because really there's a responsibility, not just to your boss, but to the church and ultimately to the Lord. And so, you know, we feel like if something needs to be called out, it needs to be called out and, and it doesn't, has no impact on if we're friends or not. I'm going to treat, I'm going to treat you with honor, whether you're my friend or whether you're not, you know, and I think, I think too, you got one side of people who might shy away from conflict if there's a pre-existing relationship. And then you also have a different, the opposite end of the spectrum of people that maybe wouldn't show the same respect and honor because there's a relationship. And so I feel like there has to be balance on both sides. You have to be willing to confront the issue but also not abuse the relationship in the, in the sense that you're talking more freely than you would with somebody else. And so I, I think that when the relationships are genuine and they're there and that, that person knows that, that you love them and you care for them, you can get through a lot of that. And, and I do think that I will say um, I've had the, just the, the luxury and the privilege of growing up under an incredible lead pastor who happens to be my dad and, mm-hmm. um, you know, who has been the probably the most empowering leader I've, I've ever seen and who's constantly pushing people into ministry, not holding on to it. And um, it's been amazing to see. And, uh, and I've learned so many things from him. And, and I would say for anyone who's in a role of leadership, whether it's with paid staff or with volunteers, you know, a lot of people, you don't think about the hard conversations until you got to have the hard conversations. But I think it's, it's the way that you lead and the way that you maintain that relationship between hard conversations that builds the relationship to have those conversations. And so what I mean by that is, you know, I, I think that when your staff or when your volunteers know that you love them, that you're invested in them, that you care about them. And, you know, this isn't just like a business transaction when they know like love covers a multitude of sins, right? Love covers a multitude of shortcomings. And so I think that when that relationship is strong, you can get through those tough conversations because of that, that you have that safety net that's there. But yeah, like you said, the good comes with the bad. And sometimes it'd be easier if you're having that conversation with someone who you weren't close to. But um, in my experience, the good outweighs the bad. So if we have somebody listening right now who has either taken on this job of planting a church or they feel like the Lord has been working on their hearts to plant this church, what are a couple takeaways that you would say, like make sure that you have these in place? Or um, what is just an encouragement that you can say to them if 
they feel like they're drowning in all of the the details the place and the volunteers and the staffing what would you have to say to them yeah that's a great question you know i i uh i think i would say you know be uh be sure in what you know that god has called you to do not to be a know-it-all but to have confidence in the direction that god has given you because whenever you're starting something from scratch, people feel the liberty to give you their opinion on everything. And uh, you will, you'll drown in that. You'll never, you'll never make any ground. And so I think that it's important to identify a few voices in your life that do have complete liberty to speak to you at any point, to call you out, to raise concerns, to ask questions, you know, to say not just what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Have voices in your life that can do that. And then be resolute in what God has called you to do. Be resolute in, in the direction that you're going to go because you're going to get opinions. You're going to get suggestions. And, um, you know, I've joked around with other pastors of having a suggestion box and being like, yeah, we'll drop it in the suggestion box and we'll see when we get to it. <laughs> um, but, you know, really, uh, we, we, we still will get people that will write comments and suggestions on the prayer cards or the testimony card or the join our team card. It's like people just find a way to insert their opinion any way that they can. <laughs> Um, so that, that's, that's just part of it. But I would say that like, if, if you are not sure in what God has called you to do that beats you up over time. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you're answering to what God has put on your heart and what God is asking you to do, and what God has spoken into your life, not what everyone else thinks of the church. You know, I, I had a, an instance really early on. It was actually the Sunday that we presented the idea of this campus to the church and I presented the venue and in, in a slide and people saw it. And I had a person come up to me in the lobby after, after the service and ripped me to shreds and uh, was just basically saying, like, I don't know how you can meet in an environment like that. And, and uh, I don't even remember everything that they said, but it was very super spiritual and uh, condescending and demeaning. And I just smiled and I just said, well, that's the beauty of having two campuses. You can still go here. And um <laughs> It was awesome because this, this individual's kids started coming to our church, getting involved in our church and then in our campus, I should say. And uh, this individual ended up showing up for a service and came up to me bawling their eyes out after service and just said, I'm so sorry. I, I made such a terrible judgment call. I acted out of emotion just because I'd never seen it done like this. I, 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 I didn't know what to expect and, and uh, seeing, and this person ended up serving there for a couple of years with, with their children. And it was awesome. But you know, if I would have like let that, and I, I got several of those opinions before we, uh, before we launched, but if I let those opinions shake me, that really could have radically drastically changed what our church, what our campus looked like. And so, yeah, I would just say be resolute in that. And then as far as not getting overwhelmed, uh, listen, I, the, if I try hard enough, which isn't that hard, I can get overwhelmed right now thinking of everything that we still need to do. We still have holes all over the place. We still have things we need to work on all over the place. Like I said, I'm type A, I'm a perfectionist. And so, you know, I gotta, I, I have to really focus on like focusing on what, what's good that's going on right now, because I, I naturally will see the holes and I'll see the spots where we need to get better. And so there's always going to be stuff that needs to happen. There's always going to be stuff that needs to get better. And so Practically speaking, focus on what you can do today. You know, let, let tomorrow worry about itself and take it one step at a time, one bite at a time. And, and um, you know, when you are seeking the Lord for yourself and you're, you're healthy yourself spiritually, you can't lead somebody else if you're, not, if you're not in a good spot. But if you're healthy yourself, you just say, God, let me make the most of today. And uh, you just you, you got to take it a day at a time. Pastor Scott, I just want to thank you for being on the show 
just to brag on your church a little bit for anybody who maybe doesn't know it, the harbor and, you know, the harbor of Patchogue has become a staple in the area. It's a place that a lot of people have found to be home and they've really encountered the Lord there. And so I just have loved seeing what you guys have done, um, just seeing how you empower people and, and raise people up. And um, we just think what you're doing there is awesome. So yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and if you guys would like to get involved at the Harbor or go check out one of their services or just kind of go check them out online, you can go to theharborli.com. Harborli is also their handle on Instagram. If you want to catch one of their services on YouTube, 11 o'clock in the morning, the Harbor Church on YouTube, uh, and they'll actually be live streaming their Patchogue campus. Otherwise, if you want to see them in person, they have a service at 9.30 and 11 o'clock. So definitely go say hello and uh, mention that you heard them here. (laughs) (laughs) Look forward to meeting you. That sounds like we have like a promo code or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> promo code at the harbor. You don't uh, have to pay a cover to get in seat. there or anything. Yeah, front row seat with a promo code. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Scott, thank you so much for pouring into our listeners. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe. Also, we would love to hear from you. So down below, you can leave us a review or a comment. Yeah, and you can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Messy Modern Ministry for any teasers or updates on future episodes. Have a great day, guys.